Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in your day. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. Welcome to Sasha Spins. Today on the podcast, we are talking imposter syndrome, mindset, and what if it isn't imposter syndrome. So because I'd like for us to be working off of the same baseline, words matter, language matters. I talk to Snow Bay about this all the time and we will get into arguments because I'm a big semantics person, as annoying as it may be for some, but I genuinely believe we all need to be working off of the same definitions so we don't get shit twisted. So we are going to right off the bat jump into it and just quickly define imposter syndrome in case you are experiencing it, if you've never experienced it, or you just need to be working off the same baseline. So imposter syndrome is when you doubt your skills, your talents, and your accomplishments, and you just have this fear of being labeled by others or being exposed as a fraud or a phony or incapable of whatever it is that you're, the intelligence that you have or whatever position it is that you're in. And this is all despite the fact that you are showing brilliance, competence, that you are capable, despite all of this, you still remain convinced in this place that you are a fraud and you are not capable and you are not good enough and you are not deserving of all that you have achieved. So if if this describes you, you're probably one of those people that thinks that what you have accomplished in life or the things that you have are your successes, they're more so based in luck as opposed to your capabilities. And I'm here to tell you that that's 100% false. So if you think like that, get out of that way of thinking. Imposter syndrome is based in scarcity mentality. It's based in this mentality of being deficient and just feeling like, we're not good enough. There's never going to be enough for us that we're in this place where we're just constantly doubting ourselves. And it requires the shift from scarcity mentality to abundance mentality. But more importantly, what I want to talk about, and I've been thinking about this a lot. I've been in this social media saloon by Jara Foster Fell. She is absolutely amazing. And I'm not just saying this because, <laughs> you know, I've become friendly with her. We've become friends or I just really think she's talented and she's dope in so many ways. So if you're looking to improve your social media strategy or you're just trying to get confused, I'm not being paid for this, by the way. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm referencing it because it lends to what I'm saying. So if you are interested in that, definitely check her out on Instagram, Jara Foster Fell. But yeah, so I've been in this course for the past couple of weeks now, and we talk about so many things, but one thing that has continued to come up, I won't say continue to come up, but when we have the conversations, we're on the group calls, some people will express what sounds like imposter syndrome, and then they'll talk it through. And what I start to hear, it's that it's not based in them. It's based in the messages that other people are telling them. And so I want us to talk about what if it's not imposter syndrome we're experiencing? 
What if instead we have internalized other people's energies, projections, vibrations, implicit biases, and their low expectations of us? You have so often, well, you may not have heard this, but I've heard this phrase before, so now I'm giving it to you. If you do not heal from what hurt you, you will bleed all over people that didn't cut you. And that's so poignant. That was so profound for me seeing this. And the fact that I've seen it over and over and over again means it's resonating. So I want to share an experience of mine that if I had allowed this person, if I had internalized my if I had internalized rather this person's energy and their projections and their implicit biases and their low expectations of me, I'm not someone that necessarily, when I was existing in a scarcity mentality, I did suffer from imposter syndrome. But when I shifted my mentality, when I recognized that I was capable, that I wasn't a failure just because I did not get into the law schools I applied to, when I got out of that fear-based existence, I came to understand and I came to realize and fully embrace my gifts and fully embrace my talents. So I generally don't tend to second-guess myself because I'm very confident in what I have to offer. I don't allow myself to be intimidated or to internalize other people's feelings towards me because how other people feel about me is how other people feel about me. It's for them. It's not for me. And I think that that's something that we really need to understand and process because that is at the root. Sometimes I think when people say that they're experiencing imposter syndrome, I don't think it's them. I really feel a lot of the time that it's other people. We've internalized the messages that other people are sending us. And so I want to share a story that I've shared before. I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was way, 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 way back. So I'm going to bring it up again because it is very relevant to this conversation. So back in, I want to say... 2017 or 2018. It was so long ago at this point. I really cannot remember. It's funny. Sometimes I cannot remember what I ate for dinner the day before. Like that's how quickly and these days are just flying by. So I'm pretty sure, however, I want to say it was back in 2018. I switched cycling studios and I started coaching at another studio. But in order to coach at this studio, you had to go through this boot camp experience. So one of the master instructors would come to your studio and coach you on the foundations of teaching the class. So this individual came down and I missed the first day of training. I already talked to management about it and they let me know that it was okay. It was not okay. (laughs) For the person that was leading the training, he was already apparently pissed at me that I missed the first day. He thought that I felt as if it wasn't important, even though I had a prior obligation that I notified everyone of a month in advance. I was like, if it's a big deal that I'm going to miss this first day, I'm going to sit it out and I don't need, you know, I want to get the full experience. So if me missing this first day is really going to make me miss the, uh, I'm missing a significant experience, I will just sit it out. And management was like, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. You know, not going to be a big deal. I should have went with my instincts, but whatever. I was just really excited and I wanted to get started. So I missed the first day. I come in on the second day. This lead instructor didn't 
even I he couldn't even pretend to be interested in getting to know me like when in management introduced me to him he didn't bother taking off his glasses he didn't even you know sunglasses we were in a dark room guys (laughs) p.s and this man couldn't even be bothered to take off his sunglasses and I'm like I guess you're really cool but anyways um you know we he greeted me we chatted a little bit I told him my name I'm pretty sure he forgot it within three seconds and yeah so we go through the day we're going through training halfway through the day it's it's established pretty clearly to me that he just does not really care for me and in my opinion that's totally fine you don't gotta like me I'm just here to get my job done I'm here to get done to go through this boot camp and become an instructor and so I get up there and I do my thing and he just cuts me off and he just like lays into me and then it's not enough for him to lay into me right like telling me that I'm not good enough that I fucked this up that I fucked this up that up he then invites others to lay into me <laughs> and everyone else is like oh okay and then they like participate in the shitting on so if I wasn't a confident person within myself here's the thing if I had internalized everything that that guy said about me if I had internalized his projections, his low expectations, he didn't even know me. This guy didn't know anything about me, but felt certified and confident enough to tell me all of these things that I would never be a good instructor because I lacked this and I liked that and I lacked the third, you know, all of these things. And so I left that experience and I knew I was going to be cut. I knew I was not going to make it through the rest of the boot camp. And sure enough, I came home. I got a phone call. Hey, X, Y, and Z. It would just be better if you didn't return to the boot camp. And um, yeah, they just think that you're so far behind. You're not going to be able to catch up. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you're lost. So obviously, you know, I cry. I'm one of those people. I cry when I'm so frustrated. I cry when I'm angry. So I think that's my toxic Gemini trait. I feel like we all have (laughs) toxic traits for our Zodiac and mine is like crying when I'm enraged and it's not even necessarily because I'm mad, but it's because I feel like I needed to prove him wrong. I was like, that guy knows nothing about me. And here's the thing. I didn't have anything to prove to him because I knew that everything he was saying was wrong. I knew that that was not me. But that's because at that point in my life, I had shifted to an abundance mindset. I I live in this reality that I know what my gifts are and I know that I'm capable and I knew that I was competent. And so I was in this place where his words weren't going to impact me. They just took away that opportunity for me in the moment, but they were not going to get to me and make me think differently of myself. I wasn't going to let him bleed all over me, essentially. But if you are still in that scarcity mindset of suffering from imposter syndrome, You would have internalized everything that he had said about you and it would have made you feel like shit that you weren't good enough. And so the reason why I say this is to not feel, it's not to make anyone feel bad about experiencing imposter syndrome because it's real and it sucks. But what I want to challenge people to do is instead sit down and think about the source of why they feel that way. While you, why you feel like a phony, a fraud, incapable, incompetent, unworthy, not good enough, all of these lies. I want you to sit down and think about the source of that. And when I say the source, who is behind these messages? 
It's us because it's our self-talk, right? Like these are the messages that we're telling ourselves, but we don't exist in a vacuum. We exist in a world where we are constantly engaging with other people. And those other people bring their own energies. They bring their own projections. They bring their own implicit biases. They bring their own prejudices. And then they bleed all over others with all of those things. So because we don't exist in a vacuum, because we're constantly dealing with these people, think about the source. Maybe it's not you. These thoughts didn't arise out of nowhere. So think about the source of these things that you're feeling, these messages that are te- you're telling yourself, your self-talk. And then get deeper and explore why those people are in your life. Something that I realized, I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends last summer. I had a falling out with someone that I thought was a friend of mine. And what she told me was that, I love that she says this because it's just a simple phrase, but it's so impactful and powerful. For me, not everyone in your life means you well and wishes you well. And it's like, duh, like when I say it right, it's common sense. But really, I think a lot of us exist in this place where we're genuinely good people and we want good for others. So we're not conceiving that other people are walking around here bleeding all over us and projecting all over us. But that's just the reality of this situation sometimes, because whether we recognize it or not, right, if you're a good person, you're leading with that with those values, you're leading with that mentality and people are attracted to your good energy. But the same way people are attracted to your good energy, some people are attracted for, to it because that's something that they want in their lives. And then other people are attracted to it because they want to dim your light, right? So whether we know it or not, we sometimes keep people in our lives that don't mean us well. Or they see something in us that makes them feel threatened. So they try to squash your potential because of their own projections, their own implicit biases, their own low feelings of self-worth. And then you're probably sitting there like, well, damn, Sasha, like, (laughs) I don't want to think about everyone in my life this way. And you don't. You don't have to think about people in your life this way. But like I said, think about the source. So what that means is as you're thinking about the source behind your imposter syndrome and those feelings that you may be feeling and the people that may be projecting onto you, be mindful of these kinds of people. There are three people, there are three types of people that I'm super mindful and super aware of in my life. And once I get the sense that they're like this, you're done. I'm cutting you out. So first things first, do not keep people in your circle that don't clap for you when you win that don't celebrate your successes. And this is important because we all deal with our own failures and our own frustrations and maybe feeling sometimes like we're stuck in this place of why am I not getting ahead and why am I not succeeding and why is everything that I'm turning instead of it turning, why is everything that I'm touching instead of it turning to gold, it's turning to shit. And I get that because I've experienced that before in my life. But despite how I'm feeling, that's never made me afraid or hesitant to celebrate someone else because I recognize that that person's success is not a reflection of me. It's a reflection of them. And if they put in the work for it, then you clap when they win. That's it. You're happy for them. You want to celebrate them. If you are, especially if this person is a friend, right? 
Imagine keeping someone in your circle that you call a friend and when you experience great things in your life, they can't express happiness for you. Why are you, why are they in your life? And on top of them not being able to express happiness for you, this is the second thing that I keep an eye out for always. People that are always ready, they are ready to go when it comes to offering criticism. They'll be eager to share all of these negative things about you. And then some of them, and this is important, right? Because some of them will do it under the guise of, I'm just keeping it real. I'm just brutally honest. Here's the thing. People that say that they're just keeping it real or they're just brutally honest, they are not interested in the messages that they're delivering or the well-being of the person that they are delivering those messages to. Their intention and the only thing that they are interested in is getting a reaction, is just being mean, getting that feeling out in as caustic a way as possible. You do not need that around you at all. Here's the difference. There are people that are going to offer you criticism in a way to build you up. And you have to be very discerning of the two because there are people in my life who offer me criticism. Snow Bay is one of those people, but he does it in a way, and my sisters too, they do it in a way in which I know that their goal for me is self-improvement. So what they're telling me is based in that because they want me to be better and they know that I can be better. They're sharing this criticism or this advice with me is not to hurt me or break me down. It's to build me. And if you are surrounding yourself with people who are not sharing criticism or offering advice to build you, but instead to break you, those are not people that you need to be around. And those are the kind of people that are going to be impacting your, your mindset. And then that mindset becomes how you talk to yourself. And then how you talk to yourself is how you feel about yourself. And it leaves room for that imposter syndrome to manifest because you have internalized the negative things that they're saying about you. And the third kind of person that I want you to keep an eye out for it's people to just never or very rarely have a kind thing to say about you. Why is that? I genuinely believe that all of us have gifts. We have talents. We're all generally good people. I, I, I want to believe that. I really want to believe that. So why is this person then in your circle and they don't have a kind thing to say about you. Everything that they say is a little dig or a little jab. And you're going to recognize it because you're sitting there, right? And you're like, oh, my God, this girl or that guy does all of those things. And it's going to be like a like a mic drop moment because you're going to realize that you probably maybe have people like this in your life. And all of this time you've been sitting here thinking it's imposter syndrome and it's you. But maybe it's them. Maybe it's their energy that you have in turn internalized and and started to believe these lies about you that they're telling you because they've bled all over you because they are not agents in their own healing. They want to bring someone else down because like I said, the root of imposter syndrome, it's not, it's real, but it's not based in reality. You are competent. You have gifts. You have talents. And it just might be that there are people that are threatened by those gifts, by those talents because of their own projections, because of what they got going on. So just think about it. Just think about it. 
Because maybe it's not you. Sometimes it's us. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes it's us. Sometimes you like need to sit down with yourself and be like, all right, girl, we need a real mindset shift. We need to get serious. We need to improve upon our self-talk. We need to be better people. And that's good. That's kind of self-awareness is the start. But along with that self-awareness becomes being really honest with yourself and thinking, okay, who are the taking stock of your, not only yourself, but it's taking stock of the energies you keep around you. Because like I always say, energy is real, energy is transferable, and energy is powerful. So maybe it's the company you keep, and maybe that's where you start with shifting and improving your mindset and getting out of that scarcity mindset and getting out into that abundance mindset. And that's, that's, that's all I'm going to say about that. But I want to finish up and let you know how the story ended <laughs> because I was absolutely cut from that boot camp. But here's the thing. Weeks, I had to go through weeks of training, weeks of training, film, and then get approved. And here's the thing. The person that approved my video, he watched my video and he, then he met me in person a few weeks later and he was like, wow, you, you are like two different people. And I had to, and I was like two, he was like the girl in the video that I saw was not this radiant personality standing in front of me because that person then went and shared the person who did my boot camp, then went and shared his feelings about me to this other person watching my video. And then that person watching my video internalized that person's word, took their word and watched my video and passed me because I was fucking amazing. You're not going to not pass me. I did what I got to do. Your girl puts in work. She gets busy. But then you meet me in person and then you're like, oh shit, like I'm not meeting you for myself. I'm not meeting you from someone else's lens. Now I'm meeting you. And he was right. I wasn't a good instructor. Your girl's a fucking phenomenal instructor. (laughs) That's his loss. But that's the thing. If I had let his implicit biases, his projections, his low expectations of me, if I had let him bleed all over me and believed that lie, I may have just walked away from cycling altogether and believed that that was not for me. But I knew who I was, and you have to know who you are. You, When knowing who you are makes it so that other people can't come and project onto you because you're so confident within yourself. And that's where that abundance mindset steps in. So if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, it may be you or it may be the energies around you. But I want you to sit down and I want you to think about it because imposter syndrome is so 2020 and you, beloved, you got gifts. You're going to shine. And now it's time for you to drop those shackles, fully step into your power, fully step into your potential and go out there and do freaking and continue, not do amazing things, continue to do amazing things. So I want to know, let me know if you have experienced imposter syndrome, if you've overcome imposter syndrome, or you're sitting there having a light bulb moment like, oh my God, there are, there are a couple of people that I need to get rid of. So let me know. You can hit me up on Anchor FM, drop me a voice note, or you can reach out to me on Instagram at the Sasha Whitney or Sasha Spins. And until next time, peace out.